Hello and welcome to Move the Line presented by 444.com. I'm Ryan Noonan. Joining me as always, fellow 444.com writer, Connor Allen. What's going on, my man? Uh, not too much. I, I could not be more excited for today's show. Um, you know, we get to have on local Twitter degenerate, Joey <laughs> Kanish22. Um, you know, just grinding, was some, Evan. <laughs> grinding some camelback racing, you know, whatever he can on the local PPHs. And then obviously, you know, Evan Silva, the Bills future mafia right here, the Josh Allen MVP lover. You know, this is these two together is just going to be fireworks. I cannot be more excited. Yeah, yeah, it feels like the transition uh, where you've had, you know, one of the sports media greats that hits his apex, and then he's going against the young up-and-comer who starts to chip away, and now we're reaching the point where Joey Kanish, you know, is hitting that point to exceed, uh, you know, one of the, you know, the NFL legends, uh, you know, in sports media, and, and listen, a great career from Evan Silva, but, uh, you know, it looks like it's on the... The downswing and we're wrapping it up. Yeah. 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 I feel like so. I was, you know, Julius Caesar to your uh, Brutus. I was your, I was the Jesus to your uh, uh, Judas. And um, you turned on me. I, I, I created you out of dust. <laughs> and I, I gave you that Clyde Edwards Hilaire first running back to be drafted. And ever since then, you just, you decided to turn on me. Here's the problem. <laughs> now, 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 listen, we'll debate. We can say who gave, who was on that CH for ZH first. Now, a lot of people made, I'm glad we made a lot of people money on that. But you people talk about – there's the thing. Evan Silva's mentioned people who talk about this guy like like he's, not, like he's never had a bad opinion in his life. And, you know, even he's getting retweets from Schefter and Rapture like, oh, Evan, another great article and established the run. No, he needs – it's checks and balances. He got – some people got to go in the ring and let Silva know when he's got the run. Just like his fraudulent Steelers were exposed last week. Evan, you cost your nephew. I, was, I never liked the Steelers. You I just liked the over the money on the win total. Week. He was trying to, you know, he rode Evan Steelers in yeah. the playoffs, and, you know, I, I took him for a little bit last Steelers week. Steelers were never my team. I just liked the over on their win total, <laughs> I mean, do, which hit, I think, after, what, nine or ten games? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so, look, Kanish, I, I, I respect your your analysis. I respect your, your knowledge, and – um. You know, I wish that you would start hating on some of these uh, in-game uh, in-game bets because I keep telling you and I keep losing money. <laughs> it's been bad. No, but I – Kanish, look. Yes. You know, we're going to do another draft show this year, and we are actually friends. It's all, you know, kind of just for show. When you start, pull, like, going back and pulling tweets from, like, 2017, I mean – Some guy didn't pull that. Someone, one of the silver enemy found this, and it populated. We were just talking before you jumped on. I was like – I saw this get retweeted on my timeline. That yeah. it's like, oh, a Josh Allen opinion still that from three years ago. I was like, I would have paid oh, the guy $50 for that tweet. I didn't, I didn't like Josh Allen coming out of college. <laughs> I, I wish mean, you would have you know, for for a million reasons, I didn't like Josh Allen coming out of college. I mean, at Wyoming, they built the offense around Brian Hill, you know, the third <laughs> string running back for the Falcons. Uh, you know, he he was I, – I remember watching this game against Nebraska where he threw five interceptions. I mean, what, what you know, top ten quarterback pick throws five interceptions? And the reason that I watched that game was because um, because it was like, you know, the best defense that he played in that – uh, in that year, I I was not a, a Josh Allen you know believer, uh, but I I really liked the the way that the Bills like built around him, and um, you know he's he's had he's had an incredible season. So you know, where, where did you who did you buy that ticket from, or who did you steal that? I tell you, I want to know that because I know that no, that was not your. It that was. was not your I, you can call that was not your ticket. And say, I don't say, I got it. Was so what I do? It was not your ticket. I do regular season wins with a guy. Uh, one of my Canadian friends who actually put together, and he, it's funny because he was sending me the list. I was going to bet him. I see Bills over on there, and we had, you know, I was like, hey, this has no chance again. I was like, I just told Silva what a stupid bet this is, but I was like, I'll put it in for you. And, he, and so we put it in. Um, and of course, not only was it uh, a win, it was hands down our biggest payout on any regular season win we did this year was the over 12. Well, good for you. I'm glad that you got something right. Uh, it was it was it was a tough year. I, I don't know I don't know about your in season, but your your futures were were, were kind of rough. But you know, at <laughs> the same time, I was kind. I was in, for, for comeback player of the year, Stafford. Uh, 
It's got to be Alex Smith. <laughs> I think it was Ben. I think I had – well, I didn't bet any uh, comeback player of the year. You know, I guess Alex Smith is going to win it, like, hands down. But, I know, which is yeah. – I guess people love <laughs> yeah. those stories, but yeah. – But <sighs> either way, hey, let's get some shit right. Uh, you know, let's just make a lot of money uh, this weekend. I'm I'm really excited for this weekend. I hope you guys got some uh, some props lined up. I was just looking at all the props, and hey, it's a good weekend to get rich. Let's go. Got some good props lined up. So uh, we're going to talk to you about our friends over at Thrive Fantasy. If you are not familiar, you want to check them out. If you've been with us for a long time, Connor and I were kind of early adapters over at Thrive's platform. Basically, DFS for player props with Thrive. Basically, you can eliminate all the hours of digging really deep. If you just want to focus on the top tier athletes, I basically over there, you're going to choose 10 of your favorite 20 props. Each props assigned a value on the over or under. Um, and if you hit the most props or the most points, you win basically DFS style. So their $25 entry is paying out. I think 1500 in first place. They have one for Saturday and Sunday. If you sign up over at thrive, you can use the promo code MTL. It's going to receive a first instant deposit match up to a hundred bucks. So instantly throw in a hundred, you'll have 200 in your account. So go over to thrivefantasy.com. You can find it in the app store, play store, all of those things. So also, uh, Kanish, have you paid uh, Levitan for your, your loss on, uh, you know, betting against uh, the bills to win the AFC? Uh, okay. Yes. I gave him the right, two I'll to check with him to make sure that you did check with it. Oh, the Joey Gunga Kanish always pays his debt. So he got his thousand dollars. The Levitan is bills future. Levitan used me as collateral, dude. He like messaged me. He's like, I don't know who this shady Joey Kanish guy is. Yeah, he's but, like, uh, you want to post up? I was like, I, what are you doing? I, like, I mean, I, I get a post up. Like, you know, like I have like 10,000 followers. Like, what do you want? Where am I going to go? Am I the cash out king? I'm not going to pay thousand dollars if I lose a bet. Jesus Christ. Well, who who is that one guy, the uh, the bet king or whatever? He oh, the cash out, yeah, yeah, Kyle yeah. Cash out. from Chicago. No, 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 no. Do not associate <laughs> me with that fucking clown, that trust ba- trust fund baby, dude. That guy's a fucking thief. And yeah. if any of you listeners have subscribed to him, click out of this X out. I don't want you listening because they are that guy is just a pure fucking thief. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, there were some. I, I, my DMs are filled with with people that he uh, he he took for. For some, for some people, quite a bit of money. Uh, so yeah, that's a good lesson learned there for for uh, not to follow some of the scammers out there. <laughs> yeah, good call. let's jump into the slate of games. So Saturday nights uh, or Saturday, I guess late afternoon is the first. I wish we could pay the Steelers again this week, but give me what you got. Tee it up. Let's get the uh, Rams and Packers up for us here. Rams uh, are six and a half point dogs on the road. Forty five and a half is the total. We see these often, I guess, in the playoff. We see basically the league's top offense facing the league's top defense. This one opened seven and a half, went through the seven pretty quickly. It's mostly six and a half across the board now. Goff going to be under center. And, um, yeah, still dealing, obviously, with the side effects of the thumb injury. It didn't shock anyone. I don't think that Goff did not look very good last week. And they really leaned on the running game, the defense, which really showed up and kind of have that force here. So, um, Connor, get us started. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, so for me, I took a few positions here. I, I I did offer a double down here on my with my buddy Joey Kanish. Um, on I like the Packers side here. I think that you know Goff here in this specific spot in the cold against a Packers team that has been playing pretty well defensively. Green Bay uh, sixth in EPA per dropback since Week Nine, and then you look at um, the weather for Goff. I know it's been a big subject here, but I went back through the four games he's played in uh, forty degrees. Uh, in those four games, 47% completion rate, 5.3 yards per attempt, one to seven touchdown interception ratio. The Rams averaged 10 points. Right now, current forecast, 31 degrees, supposed to feel like 24 degrees with wind chill. You know, again, that's not an end all be all for this handicap. It's just, it's one, one factor here. You add in the fact that they're playing against a tough defense and that golf is, you know, coming off of a thumb injury. I think if you, if they post golf unders, I, I haven't really seen too many yet. Like golf numbers, I'm going to be taking the under pretty much no matter what. I expect the Rams to rely heavily on their running game and Cam Akers here. Um, so probably my biggest position, positions will be Packers, six and a half, golf unders. Kanish, if you'd like to double down on that, you're welcome to on a, on a big free action after our Browns bet last week. But that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, you true. He tried, well, he tried, I wanted some big free seven and the cheap ass won't give me a seven. He, he wants to hold out on six and a half and then now it's just the six and a half and now, now he's leaning on me trying to get me to take the six and a half. So I, I, here's the issue. 
All, all the Rams injuries now have gotten to the point where how effective can Aaron Donald be? How effective can Jared Goff be throwing the ball? I, I, if this was a healthy 100% Rams team, I would take a touchdown, no doubt. The Packers teasers are going to be, you know, the most popular tease bet of, you know, the playoffs so far is get it going six and a half to zero. Um, the only position I took so far well, was an under 47 at open. Um, uh, one random prop I got out there, and this is just, and I, I agree, I, I know Goff in the cold, I know his thumbs out right. I played Bovada, they have the most passing yards, most rushing yards. I, I played Bovada, at Bovada, Goff is 30 to 1 uh, to have the most passing yards this weekend. Do I think he's going to have the most passing yards this weekend? No, but he's, uh, you know, a bookmaker who's a lot sharper book. He's 12 to 1 at DraftKings. I think he was 12 or 14 to 1. If they get down like three touchdowns, four touchdowns, there's no one else that's going to come in. You could see last week when Roethlisberger racked up 600 yards. All it takes, you get down three, four scores in a game, a team goes into prevent, and you just have three yards down the field. So there's a pathway there at 30 to 1. It's still sitting there at 30 to 1. Um, so I, I would grab a little piece of that just based on it being too high i like the you know the unders now dip down 45 and a half um i that that it's kind of it's less of a play uh for me it would have been smaller 47 was a full play um and i'm 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 hesitant on the side just because of the injuries um what you got here my man let's go to that that thing here to see what uh he said i'm just I'm concerned because it's not just in, it's it's literally the two uh, the two most important players on the field. Uh, I don't know if Goff can pass the ball in a game. They're going to have to score a little bit, and I don't know how healthy Aaron Donald is because he's going to have to dominate. What you got, big dog? Uh, Kanish still betting the offshores, huh? That's uh, <laughs> what a, what a, what a <laughs> rookie. Hey, old IR, baby. Uh, but no, I mean there are reasons for Jared Goff's historical struggles in bad weather. I mean the dude, you know, he grew up in California. Uh, he, you know, played at Cal Berkeley. Uh, he's uh, spent all five of his years in the NFL with the Los Angeles Rams. He has small hands. He has uh, uh, smaller hands than, than uh, most quarterbacks at only nine inches. That was one of the knocks on him coming out of college. And now you add the injury to his thumb, which is a critical part of you, you know, gripping a football. I mean, just think about gripping a football in your hands. Like your thumb is at the bottom. And, uh, you know, so there are, are actual legitimate reasons for why he might struggle in uh, subpar weather. Uh, Cooper Cup did not practice all week. Uh, and uh, there, neither did their left guard, uh, David Andrews, uh, who had a, a pretty good season. He has started 15 of, of uh, the Rams' 17 games this year. Both those guys are listed as questionable. My guess is that Cup tries to gut it out, but who knows how effective he's going to be. Uh, and I, I don't know. I, I think that the, the Packers are just like a significantly better team. Aaron Rodgers is a stu- has always been a stud at home. I think that uh, uh, Devontae Adams is going to give like Jalen Ramsey the business uh, to some extent. And um, I, I'm with like, I, I, I agree with Kanish that I think the Packers are the side to bet here, even though it seems like it, it, that's, that seems like a square bet, right? Right. Rick. Everyone's going to be on the Packers teaser, but yeah. again, a square bet doesn't mean it's a bad bet. Exactly. It just means that it's going to be extremely popular this weekend. It's only six and a half points. I mean, you know, and I, I wouldn't be opposed to teasing it up to nine and a half. I mean, I think that the, the Packers can absolutely win this game uh, by a touchdown and a field goal. I, I just, I don't, how, how are the Rams going to score? The Rams team total also is 19 and a half. That seems like a lot to me for uh, I, like, well, one thing that I, I guess I would have, I would disagree with uh, with Kanish is that the Rams do have a guy that they can bring in, and that would be Blake Bortles, um, who has spent time with them. I mean, look, I'm not making any argument for, for Blake Bortles, but but if things go wrong with Jack, with Garrett how Ball's long thumb, is it going to have to go to go to Blake Bortles, who hasn't played in two years? If things go wrong with Jared Goff's thumb. They do have a guy like that's been in their off. system. Like, what, 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 uh, I mean, how? I, I, when am I going to put Blake Bortles into this game unless it's thirty-five nothing? <laughs> no, I would like to do a little bet here on whether or not Blake Bortles uh, gets into the game. Oh, let's do Ooh. it! Yes. Now, yes. are we talking? A, you know, I, I don't even. I'm not, they're not going to put him in for some stupid wildcat snap. I'm in. I'm in. You want a bet? No, uh, one snap. That's all I want. One snap. One snap. You think we'll see a Bortles snap? 
Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't know, say like I think that we will, that but I think I would take it at like um, for coming in or something. I like plus four hundred. I think I would take it at plus four hundred. Plus four. We just wanted to you just that all we, I thought we were going. You just said that there's no way that any other guy is coming in. You know, but you would not consider that they might be. Hey, hey, like well, hey, there's. There, I, I give you a four to one on a series, a single snap. Golf could, you know, have to, you know. Sounds like you're, 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 you're backing out. You're backing out, Brutus. You're, you're, you're backing yeah, out. You see yeah. that up. You think I was born, Uncle Kenny was born yesterday. He's a little too savvy for that. So, <laughs> 400. What about like plus 250? If, if you, you want to go back to uh, 2015, I actually have a tweet uh, uh, from Blake <laughs> where, where I compared Blake Bortles in his preseason uh, to John Elway. So if you want to go back, it's from 2015. It's still, I think it's still out I'll there. I'll get some so. of my my team on that. Uh, the, the, the Silva trolling squad. I don't know who that guy was the other day, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna put him on the payroll to look up old Silva tweets. <laughs> I do um, think it's interesting that last week they they made Goff the number two, so he wasn't so injured that he had to be inactive. They didn't want to roll him out. They felt like their best shot to win was John Walford. And shit went sideways, and they had to use golf. And it was nine for nineteen. It wasn't pretty. If he was so hurt, then he should have been active. If they have that much trust in Bortles, and otherwise, he should have been. You know what I mean? Like, just don't even play him. So I think that they thought Walford gives, gives them the best shot. I think they'd like to have him again this week, but no, it's going to be golf. So I'm in on some of these Rams rushing props. I think that uh, Acres carries numbers too low, sixteen and a half on DraftKings. Yo, know, I I was looking at Goff's uh, passing yards is at two oh nine and a half. Yep. Okay, so that's pretty low. Yeah, it's really. I, low. I mean, that's oh, right. it's you, too you low in a game low? that they could get down by multiple scores and just be, you know, throwing. That's when they bring in Bortles, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so Thrive has it as it at two, uh, basically two and a quarter. Our projections at four for four have him at two forty two. Um, 209. I know Connor was maybe thinking about a points bet opportunity to short him, but yeah, 209 is a little. I, I like the under. I think I like the under there still. It's it's low. I get it. And yeah, if he plays the whole game, you know, you're going to be, it's going to be a nail biter. But I think that, I think the under is still the side there. I know. So Silva also talked about the De- Devontae Adams props. Um, I can pull that up here on the screen. So right now we're looking at six and a half receptions, and it's only like 77 yards. I think it's like the lowest, it's 75 yards, the lowest it's been pretty much all season. Um, I, I played I played a little bit of the over six and a half catches when it was closer to minus one twelve. Uh, I mean, Devonte Adams has been pretty much automatic at that number, at seven or more um, in most situations, and especially like Silva was saying, like if, if he's going to give Jalen Ramsey the business, I mean that's what books are adjusting for is the Jalen Ramsey. Well, I mean, when was I think I've seen a, a log of guys that that Ramsey went one on one against. I, I don't remember. I mean. None of, only one of them he, had seven catches. That, that I was, was going to say, when was the last time he gave up those kind of numbers? I but, know it's you know the best versus the best here in the game, but, but he doesn't tail. Like they, he, they play a lot of cover three. Like they they'll they barely he's not tracing guys. Like they'll be matched up a lot. Yeah, th- those those statistics are deceptive because first of all, they're just man on man. You know, re- they're not giving the full game statistics. Mm-hmm. You know, like including like statistics that those receivers got when they weren't going against Ramsey. Uh, number one, number two, Devonte Adams has gotten about 40% of his production this year uh, on slot routes. And Jalen Ramsey has only been a slot on uh, 11% of his, of his snaps this year. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, I I'm actually, I'm not on the, the, the overs on, on the props for uh, Devonte Adams, but uh I mean, I, you know, unless we could get like alternative lines, like if we get like you know ninety-seven yards at you know plus two forty, I, I would love that. But I, we're not, we're not going to be able to find that anywhere. Yeah, you can build that out. You can go to points bet and request a bet and, and ask for an alternative okay. line and see what they do. So we can figure that out. But yeah, I, I like the the I mentioned the Acres thing. I, I think his carry number is too low. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Brown, twelve and a half yards. It's too low. They want to run the ball. They want to protect Goff. He's had 30, 27, and like 33 in his last three games. Even last week where they went a ton of acres, you still saw nine carries from Malcolm Brown. So 12 and a half is a pretty light number for uh, for an easy cash there. So, all right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, this one's going to be great. Baltimore at Buffalo. This is kind of oscillating between two and three. Uh, 50 is the total in most spots and 49 and a half out there as well. Uh, Bills have won 10 of 11, mostly in dominant fashion, covering in seven straight weeks up until last week's game. 
We know the Ravens have been hot as well, basically playing their best football, rushing for like 260 a game over the past six outings. Defense looked really good last week against Tennessee. They're basically going to need a similar effort this week against Josh Allen. So, Kanisha, this is your guy. You've been on Allen all season, just kind of carrying the torch for him. I'll let you start this one off. I mean, (laughs) come on, dude. This is like – It's better to pull up tweets from 2016 than it is to like – do the fake news thing. I mean, you, you did sort of fake news shit, Kanish. Apologize. We need an apology. The ticket air. was real, baby. Yeah, for, you know, 14K and Uncle Gay's no, pocket. So know. we do oh, an apology because the three of us bozos did a preseason um, odds, you, like future pop. No, you, me, and Connor. <laughs> and we, we talked about futures, and we did not talk about Josh Allen as a viable candidate for MVP and Silva instantly called us out for it. And yes. We got to give him credit, dude. Like, that was a spot-on call, what, and we left it on the floor. Here? How much is a Silva and uh, Allen MVP ticket going to pay this year? <laughs> the, premise- <laughs> the same amount as the MVPs we talked about. All right, fine. If you cash them out at, you know, when they were at 14 to one, after you bought them at 60 and 50 to one, then you did all right. But, but anyways, let's, let's not talk about the past where this is a forward thinking show. No, that's a, because the bills are about to be in the past year with Lamar. Oh, no. and you like that segue, baby? Dude, you cannot <laughs> speak ill of the bills after all the illnesses they've given you. And you actually, I remember this, you wished illnesses coronavirus illnesses on the bills publicly. I have to go back and find those tweets. Did you delete those? You said publicly that you wanted the bills to get the coronavirus. You said that. He did. I don't Kanish? recall it. Have some, oh, I do. Stated have some integrity. I said if you got coronavirus, that you know, maybe I or maybe I, I would, I'd walk around Buffalo and say, say, it's not my fault. The health protocols weren't up to par. Uh, yeah, listen. Here's the bottom line. It's over. It is over. It's been a great story. It's been a phenomenal year. You know, a lot of people b- believed. You know, Bills Mafia, great story. It ends this Saturday um, with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens being back to the Buffalo. What is the, their Achilles heel? You can get them on the ground. You've got Lamar who, you know, the shoulder threw people off the first half of the season. The shoulder wasn't right. His passing numbers weren't right. Uh, everybody was wrong with Lamar. It's significantly improved. The Ravens are healthy as their team. I don't think the Bills uh, are going to be able to, you know, move the ball at substance against this Ravens defense. I think you're seeing the Ravens make a run here. Um, and for me, I, the best play, no, what we just talked about with the Packers tease, uh, the, the tease, I, I squared it up. I don't even care. The square tease of the week, what I took Packers down to a pick uh, and teased it up the Ravens. You could get the Ravens plus eight, plus eight and a half, depending on uh, where you got it and what you paid. Um, and that, that for me was, you know, my favorite play of the week was to get the Ravens over a touchdown because uh, I think they got a legitimate chance to win the game outright. Well, the Bills actually have been – since week 12, only Baltimore has a better EPA per rush allowed. Um, with Matt Milano back, they've been pretty stout defensively. So, you know, they've been, they were kind of a sieve early in the season, but you can run on them a little bit. So, uh, Evan, what are your thoughts here? Um, I just don't have a very strong take. I, 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 I guess if, if I was going to take it, have a real take, I think I, because it's, the total is now down to 49 and a half. Am, am I missing something about the weather here? There's a chance for snow, but I I don't care. Yeah, there was other, some Lamar quotes about not playing in the snow, but I don't. Last I looked, yeah. I don't think. Let's make sure, but uh, I don't think it was actually going to snow this week. I mean, I think these are two of the best offenses in the league. How could we not get a twenty-seven, twenty-three? You know, at as our floor here. Uh, I think that, and, and on on again on, on DraftKings Sportsbook, it's down to forty-nine and a half. I. I think the total is the way to go. I, I don't know who's going to win. I, I like both teams. Both teams have been scoring a lot lately. Um, so I think that uh, – I think they're both really good. I, I took uh, some, like, long shot, longer shot uh, Ravens at, like, plus 1,100 or something to win it all uh, uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, so I have a little bit of bias there. I also, I also really like the – I don't know. I think they're pretty evenly matched teams right now, and I, I like the over. 
So this declared, as we just go on air before Khan gets to it, uh, Saturday in Buffalo, um, looks like it, it gets worse as the day goes on, right? So it's starting in the morning, 10 to 20 mile per hour winds in the, at the night, 15 to 25. Uh, 40% chance of snow early, 60% chance of snow late. So kind of depending around, um, it, it probably the weather's a little better in the first half than the second half. And again, we're, you know, a couple days out here, so that can change if we're trying to do it hour by hour. Uh, but they'll at least be um, what looks like a decent, you know, enough wind to be somewhat impactful. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think that that's Wait, what's, the play. What's the wind? Sorry. Somewhere, depending on when they, you know, the kickoff can anywhere uh, 15 to 25 miles an hour. Yeah. Okay. okay. After okay. 20 miles per hour is when it really matters. And that's, that's what we got to look out for. And I think that, but for now, for me, I mean, I think that this is a, this is a good spot for the over. Like Silva said, I think they're evenly matched teams, but I think the key here is the Ravens running game. So, I mean, the Bills run defense, their metrics are all over the place. I mean, the Bills... 28th in rushing success rate allowed, 29th in explosive run rate allowed on the season. But since week nine, they're actually ninth in EPA against the run, right? So you look at that, but if you dive in more, then that time frame, they only played one top 10 rushing offense. So they weren't playing good rushing offenses. That was the Patriots who rushed for 144 yards at over six yards per carry in a game that didn't even matter to them. Like that was just like, it was a totally irrelevant um, like point there. So, but if you look at the other games, they played five games in total. They've allowed over 140 rushing yards. They've allowed five yards per carry or more in, in all but one game. And they've allowed over 56% success rate in all of those games against top 10 rushing offenses. So when they play good teams, like they, they're not a good run defense. And this is obviously, you know, Baltimore is bread and butter. Um, for me here, I, I don't see a way that the Ravens are not able to move the ball barring like a, you know, freaking windstorm and snowstorm and like, you know, everything goes against it. I think that they're going to move the ball very well. I can totally see them winning. My issue that though with Kanish is that I think the bills are able to score. Like that's, that is my issue is that I, I mean, the Ravens defense is good, but the bills offense, I think has just been so outstanding in so many different ways. They've played against five top 10 defenses in terms of efficiency this year. They've scored 27, 26, 34, 30, and 35 points. I mean, for me, it's just one of those things that, the Bills offense has been so much better than a Ravens defense, which has been sure they've been good. They've been top 10 in most metrics, but they're not like an elite defense. And so for me here, I think that the over is the play. Um, I also grabbed a little bit of Devin Singletary opened up at 38 and a half rushing yards um, with Zach Moss out. I mean, that was a no brainer. If you catch anything below like 45, I like the over there um, thrive right now is offering a prop at 32 and a half rushing yards. I mean, that's just, I mean, it's just wrong. So, you know, hit the over there. Um, but yeah, I also do lean Ravens money line. But again, I'm I'm not going to have any action on that. I think most of it will be on the total. And if we see the weather is okay, I'll probably make this one of my bigger positions of the week. The Bills are going to blitz him a ton. Um, I'm sorry, the Ravens are going to blitz him a ton. And it's basically comes down to that. How does he handle it? He was fourth in EPA per play uh, against pressure this year. So massive strides with how he's played this year. So if they're able to hold that off, I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting. So. Um, I, I think that they did a really good job last year when they met. It's obviously hard to make parallels of one game, but they did a lot of uh, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde, like just pinching in, you know, from the safety position to just kind of extend Lamar out. Like, I think you're going to see a lot of that again, just kind of fill in the box and forcing Lamar to throw. So it's going to be a good one to watch. Um, I'm, I'm interested in the over two. All right. Uh, Sunday Browns chiefs. It's kind of between nine and a half and 10, uh, 57 and a half as total continues to climb. Basically, I think the question here is kind of where you guys fall on the Chiefs, right? The Chiefs are basically, are we assuming that they are able to turn on the switch? Are they able to call the good plays suddenly? Or basically, is this a little bit of a flaw in their team? Um, Evan, kick us off here. What are your thoughts? Uh, I got a uh, jet after this to uh, do my own show, but I, I actually, I would rather hear uh Kanish's take in the, uh, right here uh, just so I, I can hear it before I get out of here. Um, this is like, I think it's the, maybe I think it's a tricky game to break down. Um, you know, the, I'll, I'll just say that the chiefs have not won a game by more than one score since week eight against the jets. Uh, I don't know. Kanish, I'd love to hear your spiel here. No, I, I hear you, um, and, and it's kind of that, you know, situation. Uh, the issue I'm having is uh, I, I'm very uh, bearish on the Browns secondary. Um, I, I think you know, a lot of things went right for them early last week uh, to, to, you know, to ba- to get the result for, for Uncle K. Uh, but even I, I have to admit that um, I, I 
especially if, if the Brown, I mean, it'd be, can they get pressure on Mahomes with four um, and, and rush the passer? Because I, I just don't think the secondary is good enough to hold up. I think you've got Andy Reid, you know, some of the death with him off the bye. Um, do I want to, you know, and, and now I, I knew some people that jumped on the over, some sharper people when it was, you know, 54 and a half, 55, now at 57, uh, you know, it's kind of rich for me. Um Gun to my head, if I had to play, you would be, you know, I might take some Chiefs first half. Um, if there's a spot in the game where I can get Chiefs under a touchdown live, um, I would like that. But, I, I, again, they've been – it's – I would lean towards that. A lot of it was them managing the regular season uh, through that. And you think that, you know, if you want to call it an on-off switch, sure. Uh, but, no, it's a legitimate point that they, you know, they basically – they weren't, you know, blowing teams out of the window for the for entire. It wasn't like this, you know, a two week sample here. It's an entire half of season where they, um, it just seemed to be extremely conservative, um, or either or just not capable uh, of adding on there. Um, and the defense has been, yeah, at best. So I don't have too strong of a take. Probably a, nice, a good game, especially with the total of jumping live. Uh, if I had to play it, I would lay. I would lay with the Chiefs. I know they'll obviously be in every money line parlay. Um, but at ten and fifty-seven, there's nothing I'm jumping to buy either way. I think if you like the Browns, the team total is probably the best way to approach it because that means you think they're going to score. And I think if you like the Chiefs, twenty-three and a half, only twenty-three and a half. I mean, yeah. we should yeah, be able to get that done. I agree. Yeah, and I think if you like the Chiefs, like Kenneth said, I think you'll be able to find a better number live. Even you maybe the Browns just get the first, they get the ball to start the game. You'll probably get at least an eight and a half if you just right, right, right. You know, they pick up a few first downs or just something under that. Then, then laying, you know, ten yeah. pre-flop. Yeah. Um, also, I'll say this, to- uh, but, but before I go, uh, you know, we uh, Noonan uh, suggested to us uh, earlier in the week that he really liked uh, over sixteen and a half for Patrick Mahomes rushing yards. And, I mean, there's a lot of evidence to, to back that. First of all, Patrick Mahomes has averaged – he's been really aggressive running the ball this year more so than ever, 20 and a half rushing yards per game, by far his career high, number one. Number two, uh, the Browns have allowed the fourth most rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks. And number three, if you go back and look at Patrick Mahomes uh, – in the postseason last year, it's only a three-game sample, but he averaged 45 rushing yards per game, and he scored on the ground in two of those three. So I think I, I think I think you should jump on Patrick Mahomes over 16 and a half rushing yards uh, before it it moves up any higher because I think it might. I think it's a, a really sharp bet, and you know, ha- cap tip to, to Noonan for uh, for seeing that. Yeah, I think a lot of the rushing numbers are a little too light for quarterbacks the playoffs like Rodgers is nine and a half I hit that today I think that's too light like you just someone like that that's just one one play so yeah yeah, I think Evan has some good data on that as well we lost Connor but I'm sure he'll be back but we'll jump back to this game when we get Connor back and Evan I know you got to go so we'll skip ahead just real quick give me your thoughts do you have any details that you'd love to share with us around Tampa and New Orleans no I actually I haven't even written the game up yet uh uh, which I'm going to do tonight hopefully if I get it in before I go to bed, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have any really strong takes there. I, I think it's interesting that over uh, the the last three games in which Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans have matched up, uh, seventy two routes run by Mike Evans uh, right in in Marshawn Lattimore's coverage, six targets, zero catches by Mike Evans. Um, you know, could. Could that translate to, you know, a bigger game for someone else? I think that's something to, uh, to think about. Uh, but uh, And also I think that Alvin Kamara's, uh, his, his props on, on DK in terms of his uh, reception and his uh, receiving yard uh, props are way too low on, on, on DK Sportsbook right now. Okay, good call. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, man. I super appreciate it. I know you got to get, get over there to Kamara uh, Sutra show for uh, – ETR. So, Kanish, I'll see you in the motherfucking streets. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep your eye out there when I'm in right. Chicago. Right. Later, guys. See you. Right. Thanks, Evan. All right, sorry, Connor. I jumped down just to get Evan's thoughts on Tampa, New Orleans before we lost him. Uh, we head back to the Kansas City one. He was talking about Mahomes rushing yards that I was talking about early in the week. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Anything that jumps out to you here that you want to attack? Yeah, so I actually personally took a position on uh, Kansas City team total here at over 33. Um, I took it over at points bet. Um, I, I really like anything less than 35. 
Um, I'm fine with taking the over here. So looking at this Browns defense here and kind of looking at their metrics and how, who they've played, um, really they are 22nd in EPA since week nine. So their, their defense has not been that good, number one. Number two, when they've played anyone good, right, they played against three top 12 teams that were not like wind games, you know, where the wind was like 40 miles per hour. Week one, and two of them were Baltimore. Week one against Baltimore, 38 points allowed. Week 13 against Tennessee, 35 points allowed. Week 14 against Baltimore again, 47 points allowed. And now you're playing against a Kansas City team that has had, um, you know, has had rest and is going to be playing against a, a Cleveland team that's just, just frankly not that good defensively. So I, I think that in this spot, like, I mean, I could see Kansas City legitimately scoring like 45 points here if the Browns don't just try and like destroy the clock and, aren't being completely stifled and are able to put up any kind of a fight. So I like the team total over there below 35. Um, maybe some Jarvis Landry props. Um, Kansas City teasers, obviously, as you guys said, will be um, potentially interesting. And then um, I don't know how you guys feel about like Tyree kill overs. I think that could be like a an interesting points bet opportunity from like a – like if you like risk – like I'm talking like very little amount. Like I'm talking a little bit because the floor is really low. You know, we know that – It hasn't been this year. It hasn't been this year. That's true. That's true. I guess that that is true. He he is more of a bigger play guy, but he's been seeing more targets. So it, yeah. it, the floor is raised a little bit more, which reduces the risk, which is important in points betting. You know, you want to look for unilateral like upside, or and you don't want to get ex- your down your downside exposed. So right now you're looking at probably like I think it, the props at points bet are probably like 85 ish x to, to the downside. But I mean the upside, like as we've seen, is like 250 yards. You know, that's right. like massive, massive upside on points bet there. Um, so th- I mean that's about it for me on that game. Denzel Ward's back, but Denzel Ward's not a difference maker. Like he's not factoring in on my decision making on a Tyreek Hill prop, I guess I would say. Um, Browns 29th in DVOA on deep passes, 29th in DVOA on third downs, and 28th to tight ends, too. So I think you can have some pretty high numbers for Kelsey, but I think Kelsey reception number is probably pretty safe as well. You might even be able to, if it gets juiced up a little bit, you might even be able to get a basically an alt line with, you know, seven and a half, like plus 120 or something like that. I, you know, he's going to be heavily involved, especially if they are trying to play mm-hmm. really deep and limit the deep ball. So the, the numbers, I would just, I just looked through it. I mean, the numbers over at thrive are insane for Tyreek Hill, 104 and a half receiving yards, Travis Kelsey, eight and a half receiving yards. If you compare that to act to other sports books, I mean, oh, yeah. you're looking at like, you know, way less than that um you know Tyreek Hill's props were in the 70s from from what I recall here and when you were scrolling through yeah 81 um and um Travis Kelsey at 86 so yeah it's I mean if you want to go value shopping there I would say the unders are probably the play Baker number there though is interesting they have Baker at 235 and a half uh yeah DK's line is almost 260 and our projections are 263 so if yeah you so that, thrive take Baker's over for sure value there yeah I like that a lot that was one. I, you know what? We talked about just a, a sprinkle on the golf most passing because it could be a blow. I did a Mayfield twenty to one too. Uh, that was yeah. It, it's about half that at most other places, even a little less. He's around eight to one or nine to one. There's still a twenty to one. Um, and, and for me, same. I mean, it's basically the same script, right? They get yeah. down big, um, and then they're just passing all second half, uh, and you know, racking up garbage time stuff. So yeah. You got some great numbers on these. I mean, like that's a great number. The golf one you mentioned is now fourteen to one on DK, and then the Baker one is ten to one. So, I mean, even if they're long shots, you got them at a, a great number potentially comparatively to the to the DK. Yeah, and those are uh, you know still available at certain uh, a certain uh, LV on the strip. If if people are watching <laughs> it, know know what I'm saying. So, yeah, that's a that's a good line. The Baker one just makes more sense than the golf one. Just. Game environment wise, you have a total of that not missing, missing a thumb, yes, on a throwing hand. That helps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like 14 point higher game total. There's all the things point there. So, yeah, no, that's a good one. Can I like it a lot? I do think, though, Browns team total is too light if you like the Browns and you're concerned about, you know, just getting last year, they basically laid 24 to the Texans and still covered a 10 point spread uh, at the end of the game. So, like, you, we know what, if, you know, if you don't want to lay against Mahomes, I understand it in the playoffs. But getting some exposure to the Browns team total makes sense. And, yeah, like I said, if KC defers and the Browns get the ball to start, there's a chance you can catch something a little lighter pretty quick on on the KC number. So hold off on that. All right, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. New Orleans uh, is basically three-point favorites across the board now. 51.5 is the total. There were some lighter numbers there. 49.5, I think, is basically where it opened. 
We know the story, Kanish. Let me know your thoughts. One of those interdivisional games. Can a team knock a team off three straight times? Man, this is this is uh, you know you know for me uh, the game of the the week that I, I probably have the least you know e- either an opinion or a, a side of thing. I, I was a little surprised at this total move. This opened up forty nine and a half ish. Uh, I thought that was about right. Um, now you know trading up you know fifty two. Most places. Um, so I'm going to come back. I've, I've been letting it breathe a little bit, but at some point, and come back here uh, for you know maybe a half play on the under. So um, the side. Oh, this, this is. I really. I, I haven't done anything in this. This one. I haven't you know played it straight. I haven't played a money line. I haven't teased it. I, I cannot get a good. You know, I think it's just the matchup where I think New Orleans. You know, you could argue as, as the best defense in the playoffs uh, remaining. Uh, you know, going against. Tampa, I thought I, I really thought Mike Evans would be more limited than he was last week, um, yeah. and that would hamper some of the offense, uh, and it wouldn't be as he looked reasonably. You know, yeah, he started. I had some Mike Evans unders uh, last week that uh, cost me a good chunk. Um, and, and you know, the first half he you only had one catch. Second half he came out and, and you made a couple of big plays, um, and, and so. To argue and like or Leonard Fournette had probably his best game in in three years. Um, you know it looks relatively spry last week, so just a great great matchup. I, it's tough for me to lead a one late point, especially with. Do you think if Drew Brees gets down in a game, do you feel you can still uh, you know you know bring you a, a Bears defense was fantastic last week for three quarters. Um, they ran out of gas at the end because the offense couldn't get any first downs, but. They, they had basically, you know, put the clamps on outside of, uh, you know, a turnover that put them in a bad spot, you know, for, for two and a half, three quarters of of shutdown defense uh, until kind of the, the bottom fell out there. So, I, I you know, what I, I stared at some early Tampa numbers, didn't get in on them, uh, missed the four when it was there. Now it's at three for me that, that that's right. If anything, it's going to be a, a play on the under. Um, and uh, But the side's just going to be kind of a, a wait and see. Yeah, I think the market's pretty sharp on this one, right? Unless you have like an actual like a lean, I don't think there's a lot of value. Just if Agreed. you know anyone's running anything there, Connor. What are your thoughts? Anything jump out to you here? Uh, not particularly. I think you know I kind of went through this process uh, in my head and, and talked about it with a friend of the show, Anthony Amico. So I think that you know the way what you're banking on if you're backing the Saints here is that you're banking on the history of these two matchups and that the Saints have had the Bucks number like you know, this, this season, like it's just been not even close for the most of the part, especially the last time that they met what you're banking on um, for the Bucks is that how much better they've been playing lately than the saints. It seems like now, the Bucks have been hot. They've been looking better just in general for the most part. And um, the saints, you know, have been, I mean, they've been good, but they just, they haven't been quite as impressive as I would have liked to see. And I think that's why this number is the way it is. Um, but for me, I just, I can't tell you which, uh, side is going to be right uh, because I can see it going both ways and that, you know, we'll look foolish by fading the team that's looked better and played better lately just because they lost the first two matchups and how hard it is to win three times. But then this, on the other hand, you know, like, I mean, this, New Orleans kicked the shit out of Tampa Bay, you know, in, in their earlier matchup. And I think that that could also be an indicator. So I don't have any strong takes here. Um, if Latavius Murray plays, I don't know what his practice status was today, but it was not looking good. To not um, today. Yeah, so I mean, he's probably not going to play. I was going to say Kamara under rushing under just because of uh, you know the how stout Tampa Bay's defense run defense has been largely been for most of the season. But I think Silva was onto something there with like some of his receiving numbers potentially because he's going to see you know like all all the work. Um, and so in that in that instance, like we're looking at right now, thirty five and a half um, receiving yards for him over at DraftKings. Um, and then only a couple of receptions. So I think that that's not bad. And then a thrive, uh, Chris Godwin, three and a half receptions. I like the over there. Um, and maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe some Kamara unders or uh, Michael Thomas, I think, should continue to be involved in the offense. I think he's kind of like a contrarian look in this game as someone who should continue to be involved. But he did not play too well against Tampa in his previous matchup. So that was what yeah. I noticed last week that uh, Kamara, even when the game was out of hand, didn't come out. I mean, I, I would have bet, you know, I would have laid minus 200 at one of those last series there that it was just Murray. They'd come in and hand off to, um, and Kamara cost mm-hmm. me the rushing under last week on that last series when uh, he broke like a 30 yarder. And I was surprised because they, they seem to have managed his workload all year where they would give Murray, not just some carries, but like full series of, of switching him out. Um, but seem to 
basically just run Kamara. I, I what did Murray have last week? I think two carries. Um, two carries, four carries. Yeah, when when did he get rolled up? Like when did he, when did he like? Uh... Yeah, I was gonna say. There's obviously maybe it had happened earlier than we than mm-hmm. we knew, and they just they were limiting Murray because he wasn't he wasn't well, you know. Because even you're right. I mean, that's kind of how they have been approaching it. And you would think that in that situation, he's kind of the hammer, and right, right, really, right. you know, slamming Kamara in. So, yeah. Definitely expected a spike in volume, though. That's not really how you beat and how you have a lot of success against, you know, the the box you throw on them. So, both teams you don't really run too much on either club here, too. Yeah, the, the MT call Connor was good. Thrive's got him at seventy five and a half. DK has him at seventy nine and a half, and our projections have him basically at ninety two. So, they like him basically in Thrive or in the straight prop market too. Um, we have a we have a last second you know question here from the fly zombie. He said, "Any Super Bowl futures value left for anyone?" Um, and we can pull that up over here at DraftKings. Um, I still have a lingering future on the Ravens at actually at at eight to one that I got you know right after last year's Super Bowl. Um, and I can pull this on the screen. It's I actually think that they kind of have a shot. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy here, but it seems like that they're kind of rounding into form here. I think they have like a, you know, pretty much a 50 50 shot to beat the Bills. And then obviously the uphill climb is against the Chiefs, but they beat the Chiefs. I think they win the Super Bowl. That's kind of where I'm at with it. So, yeah, I, I mean, I would, if it, it goes back to where if the Rams were uh, healthier, I think they were live in this game and live to win. Uh, the NFC, um, and it'd be a number I would have bought. You know, there's over twenty to one now at some places, but it, it's hard to to buy into the fact when a number of their best players are dinged up. So usually at this time of the year, it's it's way past buying uh, futures mm-hmm. point. But now there's nothing um, that that there's I'm really dying to get in on at this Mo- point. Most of the time, you can also just like roll your money over and get better For value sure. anyway. So yep. you know, like if you do like the Ravens, you can probably make more than eight to one on just like betting their money line. You can either do an open parlay um, and then just like keep putting their money line in there, or you can just take all the money you went on that and just keep putting on the money line. You'll, yep, probably, yep. Make, you'll probably make more eight to one. I, I don't know. I would just, I haven't done the math, but I would guess. So. I would agree. Yeah. Okay. And pretty much no matter who the NFC opponent is, I think that's probably the case. So mm-hmm. yeah, ship has sailed. Just like, don't bet your sides and totals at, um, you know, a at post, right. and uh, don't bet your, your futures in, uh, in the divisional playoff round. So uh, favorite bet, Kanish. What's your favorite thing on the board this week before we wrap up? It's got to be. Uh, I'm gonna. I squared it up with the T's, um, and I, I. It's. It's. I can. I'm okay swimming with the fishes on that one. So uh, I got a Packers tease uh, with the Ravens is uh, is the only thing that I've got. What it was a full unit on right now, uh, siding totals wise. Connor, what's your favorite play? What's uh, give us a okay. prop that you love too? Yeah, I mean the Singletary one is just too easy. Zach Moss didn't play. Like, yeah, that know, doesn't even count. That it, doesn't count. Yeah. I think that that's gone. Like that was just wrong. Okay, thank you for uh, that. I got it too. So thank you. But yeah, I, did, you, I, did you get on that? He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's wait. He wouldn't. I he says, "Hey, Uncle K, about that." And then he won't give me. He won't sell me out of his number. I say, I "Hey, you want some thirty-eight and a half?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm not going to give you thirty-eight now. Now it's forty-two and a half. Forty-two. I said, "No, I want the well, the thirty-eight and a half. Give me the thirty-eight and a half." You should have taken the forty-two and a half too. It was there for a while. Like it was at minus one forty. It's just like you know, even if it, even in the matchup and the freaking Bills pass the ball the entire game, Singletary will be fine. I like the my biggest position will probably be the over in that game. I think you know just. Gonna put it all on the line there towards uh, towards the end, as long as the weather is fine. I mean, the total seems to keep dropping, um, and you know I don't fully understand it. But again, you know I'm not not betting hundreds of thousands of dollars in Vegas, and so. But I still think that this is a good play, and it'll probably be one of my bigger positions of the week. Yeah, I love that too. I find myself wanting each team total. I'm like, all right, well. Exactly. Just do all of it, you know, just get a little piece of uh, of all of it just to make sure we're good. So I do think Baltimore team total though, like 24 or what are we seeing in DK right now? I mean, that's like, it's, it's gotta be around there at that. I've had 23 and a half uh, Tuesday. I, I think it might even still be there. You might be able to get a 23. Oh yeah. 23 and, and a half right now. That's, yeah. Yeah. I just pulled it up on DK. Yeah. I mean, I, I have, have been a little busy today, but we've I've been staring at this number for a while. Um, yeah, I'm going to hit that like post show. So, oh well, for, I bet uh, today I had a guy bet for me. Uh, Lamar Jackson over 11 and a half rush attempts at DK uh, was there. Uh, he had uh, 16 or something last week, um, and, and I think there's no reason. See, you'll see now him uh, get a reduced rushing load at some point. He'd be 
and keeping it alive. He's obviously the most electric player. Um, I think, uh, you know, 12 carries is, is a very reasonable expectation. Yeah, and that goes back to our call earlier when we were talking with with Evan about the Mahomes rushing prop and, you know, even the Rodgers rushing prop being a little bit low. We've seen that spike a little bit. I think if you had a median projection, you'd probably have him around the 11 and a half, but he seems to be one of those guys that maybe wants to play a little bit of hero ball too in the playoffs. He's probably, even on those zone reads, he's probably going to keep it a little bit more often than, you know, tucking it in the belly or so. Yep. So I think that's a good call. That's a nice number too. So, uh, yeah, I, I love some of those props. I love the, I love the Malcolm Brown one, 12 and a half, you know, that you probably have to sweat that out to the fourth quarter, but, um, you know, it, it starts to get a little bit of that hammer action too. If the Rams have any success, I think they're going to have to do it on the ground too. And I think just, Hey, keep your screens open. If you don't already, and, you know, you're on the chiefs, just wait, wait till that game kicks off. And you, I think you're going to be able to find something at some point in that first half, first quarter, even later than 10, especially if the, You've seen that with the Browns all season. They script the first 15 really well. Stefanski draws that up. They had success even though things broke in their way last week, but turnover-wise with Pittsburgh, they also did pretty well when they had the ball in the first 15 plays too. So I think you see some uh, some early success from, from Cleveland there. So can issue the man. Back-to-back shows. Back-to-back. Thank you, my man. Appreciate it. No doubt. Good to be on. Good to chop it up, uh, you know, with with uh, public enemy number one, Mr. Silva there. And uh, hopefully we can make a keep it rolling, make a little money here divisional weekend. Before we send you on your way, did you guys settle up or do you have you oh, yeah. for some, some juju for this week? We didn't settle it yet because I'm still waiting uh, on kind of, a, you know, a con fade here uh, to see if he'll, you know, either give me a seven on the Rams or there's something else we can go at it on. Yeah, maybe we can go at something else. I'm, I'm not giving you a seven. All right, all right. Yeah, I know you screw Uncle again, Uncle K. You know, treats you, you know, so well, and you won't give him a, you know, a little half point there for no vote. We'll have to find something, you know, this weekend because there's no better money than you know a Connor Allen, Connor Allen pay, Connor Allen bucks. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. You take some bills. You take some bills. He'll, he'll sell you that and get a full three. Or maybe two and a half, you know, two and a half on the Bills. Connor wants a money line, so Uncle K likes two and a half Buffalo. I think you might have a, you might have something there. I thought I thought Uncle K's a Ravens backer. No. Well, I oh I oh I thought you were taking the bill. Yeah, you know, I, I did. Um, I teased up some Ravens, <laughs> and, and you know, I, I mean, am I going to? It is the other thing. Do I going to do? Am I going to spend you know Sunday rooting on the Bills, and then you know they lose it? No, no, no. So, um, yeah, I don't. We'll see if I can get him uh, on, you know, set set something up for him on one of these these other games here to, to you know, give, double up uh, Uncle K's Uncle K's bucks out. Sounds good. All right, well, that wraps us up. We'll be back next week uh, again. If, if this is new to you and you found us through uh, these two jamokes today, don't forget to find this show wherever you can find podcasts. Subscribe, rate, review helps other uh, other people find us. Keeps the lights on, keeps it free. So for Kanish and Connor, I'm Ryan. We'll see you next week. <laughs>